I'm Sarah. I'm Mo. And I'm Kylie. And you're listening to the Becoming a Bearcat podcast, a series intended for new incoming students and their families at Binghamton University. This is the second season of our series. We will fill in the gaps from the first season and cover topics a new Binghamton Bearcat should know. From campus safety to academic success to everything in between. Stick around for tips and tricks that will help prepare you during your journey of becoming a Bearcat. and welcome to the second season of Becoming a Bearcat. I'm super excited for this season. We have some great guests planned. I also have two new co-hosts with me, Kylie and Mo, who are returning orientation advisors for this summer, and they are mentors for the new OAs we have. So before we get into the episode, Kylie and Mo, why don't you both introduce yourselves and tell everyone a little bit about you? Hi, everybody. So my name is Kylie. I use she, her, hers pronouns, and I'm currently a rising senior. Um, I'm a human development major and an education minor, so when you come over the summer, if you have questions about that, feel free to ask. I'm from Hawthorne, New York, and in terms of the things I'm involved with on campus, I was a speaking center consultant as well as a senior consultant. I'm going to be a mentor in the arts and humanities knowledge community for the fall 2022 semester, and I'm also in student-run theater here. I've been in a lot of productions, so... Um, and I, like we said, I was an orientation advisor. So my favorite thing about it and just what I do as an OA is work with new students and their families. I'm really passionate about helping students adjust. And I've really loved working with first year students as well as transfers in my time as an OA. And I'm doing this podcast with Sarah and Mo because again, I love helping these first year students. And I think this is a really, you know, low pressure environment in a place such as a podcast. And I just want all the listeners to get really excited about coming to Binghamton in the fall. Hi, I'm Mo, and my pronouns are she, her, hers. I am a rising junior with a major in integrative neuroscience and a minor in Africana studies. So um, I'm originally from Queens, New York, but right now I rep Houston, Texas. And uh, in terms of my involvement on campus, I'm involved in the African Student Organization as their public relations right now. And in the coming semester, I'm going to be vice president. Um, And I also work in the Student Association Office, which is in charge of the clubs and organizations on our campus. And um, similar to Kylie, I was an orientation advisor last summer. And basically, my role was to be a role model for the new students. And I was a representative of the university as a whole. And basically, I just guided them through their transition into Binghamton by giving them the information that they needed to succeed here. And I really wanted to join this podcast with Sarah and Kylie because I enjoyed speaking with the new students last summer and I got to see how my help impacted them because I did get to see the students when they started their year at Binghamton in the fall. And I would love to do that again for the new students coming this fall. Awesome. Well, thank you both. I'm super excited to have you on the season with me and for you to share your experiences and tips with everyone. So season two will be shorter than the first season as we had so many awesome guests in that first season. We will have four episodes this time around. For those who are unfamiliar with our format, we have professional staff and students come talk about the resources they provide and their experiences on campus. So I highly recommend you listen to season one if you have not done so yet before you listen to this season. So before we jump into our episode theme for today, we want to share a little bit about that awesome intro song you just heard. 
Every episode, we will be highlighting Binghamton University affiliated bands and musical groups. Today's song is by our collegiate professor for Mountain View Community on campus, Dr. Dana Stewart. Dana is in a band called Dr. Dana in the Jam Department, and they are finishing up a new album called Enjoy the Ride, which will be coming out this summer on Spotify. The song for our intro is their title track from the album and is very fitting for our first episode, as the song is motivational and encourages positivity in the face of new changes and transitions. You can check out Dr. Dana and the Jam Department through the links in this episode's description. Sarah and I actually sat down with Dana to talk about how students can get involved with music on campus, even if they aren't music majors. She also has a cool program called Mountain View Jams that she'll tell us more about. Let's listen to that now. I am Dana Stewart. I am an Italian professor, and I am also the collegiate professor of Mountain View College. And if you don't know what that is, that's um, each community at Binghamton has its own professor that is also a professor in the university, and they're half-time regular professor and half-time in res life. And we get to help shape the personality of the college, um, the community. We get to plan activities. And we also serve as a resource for students who need help or support of some kind or another. Perfect. Thank you. And CP Dana, could you please explain to us what are Mountain View Jams? So Mountain View Jams are... Uh, open mic, open jam events that we do up in Mountain View. When it's nice, we do them outside in the beautiful amphitheater overlooking um, campus. And when it gets a little too chilly to do that, we just move right upstairs into the dining hall, which also has an equally inspiring view. Um, and it's an open mic, open jam. So anybody who likes can come and perform Um they're held in Mountain View, but they're actually open to everybody in the campus community, regardless of where they live. And we provide a full PA system, speakers, mics, um, lights, and uh, amps, and all of that good stuff. We also have a full drum kit up there. So everybody from, you know, a sort of singer-songwriter, somebody, uh, just, a, just a person with their guitar, um, acoustic guitar can come and play, or if there's uh, a student band, they can come and play. Or if there's a soloist, let's say somebody plays the sax or the violin, um, they can play, join up with other musicians who are there and play with them. So lots of student bands actually have formed because of these jams, which is really fun. Um, and um, yeah, it's a super welcoming environment. We really have all talent levels. We have uh, people who have been playing clearly for a long time. And then we have people who it's their very first time ever performing. And everyone is welcomed with great enthusiasm and, um, and much applause. That sounds awesome. So if students do want to get involved, how can they go about that? So they should just keep an eye out for um, when the jams are, are happening. We have an Instagram page. It's Mountain View Jams at Binghamton University. Also, we post all of the events on Be Engaged. That's the site um, on, on campus. And, and also, if you live in Mountain View, you'll get an email from me about it. I always email all the Mountain View students letting them know. Uh, we also have a Facebook page that is Mountain View Jams at Binghamton University. And actually, you can go on there and see a bunch of past performances if you want. It'll give you a good idea of what, what's happening at the jams. And um, another way that students can get involved is they can take my Univ 101 class, which is a class 
for incoming first year students, first semester first year students. And what we do in that class is we look at different music festivals over the years. We spend a lot of time on Woodstock and also the Harlem Cultural Festival. And then we also look at different jam bands, the Grateful Dead, the Almond Brothers and, and other bands like that. And uh, then students do their own projects uh, presenting about a different festival or rock jam band um, or other genre. It doesn't have to be rock. And then for a final project, the class puts on a festival in Mountain View. Um, we were able to do that last year for the first time. It was amazing. Um, so some of the students were musicians and we actually formed a class band um, my husband and I have a band as well, and so we were, um, my husband co-teaches the class with me, and we um, formed a band with the students in the class who wanted to, and worked up several songs, and then the students who were not musicians in the class also had plenty to do in planning the festival. We came up with a name for it, we um, did publicity materials, um, and then we had tech people who were helping us with the sound and the lights and taking pictures and um, doing videos. So, um, and then other, we had some additional activities like trivia and stuff like that. So there's um, a way for everybody in the class to get involved. It was a big success and it was really fun. And I cannot wait to do it again this fall. I can't wait to meet a new crop of students who love music, whether they are musicians or themselves or they just love music. Um, really, really excited uh, to meet everybody and to work with them. Yeah, thank you. I'm listening to you speak and I wish I could go back uh, to being a first year and do that over again because I want to participate. That is wonderful. And I think with that, um, you were talking a bit about like how involved all the students are and really just getting everyone engaged. So um, our question to that is, how did you find that your students developed throughout their time in Mountain View Jams? And I think you can kind of uh, tie your first year experience class into that as well. Sure. Yeah, it's been incredibly inspiring for me, honestly, to work with students. Um, I, I love being an Italian professor. I love working with my Italian students, but it's a smaller group, you know, a small but wonderful group. Uh, working with the music jams and being collegiate professor has given me an opportunity to work with so many more students from all different backgrounds and all different academic majors. And one of the things that I love about the jams is that it really is students from all different backgrounds. And most of the students are not music majors, um, but, but most of them really love music, obviously. And so, you know, there might be a psychology major or, you know, anything, um, but they really want to keep up with their music and make that a part of a significant part of their college experience. And I'm so happy and honored to be able to help them do that. And so... Um, another thing that I do is offer internships with anybody who wants to work on the jam. So we have two student interns this year. They were both from my Univ 101 class. One of them is a business major. She's also a musician. Um, and she has helped me create social media pages for the jams, has helped uh, create flyers, and is going to be working with me over the summer on creating a dedicated website. The other one... Um, is um, a psych major, and he is also a videographer. He's an amazing videographer. He's also a musician. And so he is working to help make content for the various um, social media platforms and the webpage videos, like music videos of the students performing. Um, he's also doing interviews, um, sort of podcast-type interviews with um, the staff and the students that are involved 
And um, so that's another, we, we definitely have room for more interns. If somebody's really interested in sound tech, for example, I mentioned that we do that in the Univ 101 class that the students help out, but there's a lot to learn with uh, running sound for a live event. And so if that's somebody's passion, maybe they know a little bit about it, or maybe they don't know anything about it, but they really want to try, um, I, we would be happy to work with somebody um, doing that. Um, we can also always use more media interns, videographers, photographers, and um, and people who want to work on social media and branding and the like. So it's really more than just the music. Um, there's so many opportunities for students around the music. Um, also... I've noticed students develop a lot musically, though. I will say, I mentioned before that um, many bands have formed from students meeting each other at the jams. So, you know, like, for example, there might be a guitar player um, and a bass player who know each other and come play, and then they meet a drummer, and then they form a band. I mean, this this is how it happens, you know? And it has been so amazing to see the students develop musically um, with each other, like really sometimes from, you know, one week to the next, or we, we usually do them about every two weeks, um, sometimes three weeks, sometimes more often, depending on the academic schedule. But really, the students develop so quickly. A lot of them are writing their own music. We have students who have um, put out music on Spotify already. They just met each other in the fall and formed a band and had their first performance um, actually at our class festival. One of the really successful bands that's formed this year had their first performance. They sort of Formed and performed at our at our class festival in December, um, so that's uh, and 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 then these these bands have done their own social media pages and have gotten a lot of followers and are playing gigs around around town and around campus, and it's really fun to know that I helped them get their start. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. Uh, really appreciate it. Again, wish we could both go back to being first year students and participate in this and live on campus, but. Thank you for your time, CP Dana. We really appreciate it a lot. You're very welcome, and you're always welcome to come by the jams. We also even have some faculty members that play sometimes and some staff members. And um, I think I mentioned I have my own band, and we open up every um, every jam with a, a short mini set and then invite people to come up and play with us. Um, but we also have... Um, the dean of the libraries plays with us sometimes. There's a neuropsych professor who plays with us sometimes, a psychology professor. So, um, you know, you can come up and see a different side to some of your professors, see their creativity in action. That is fantastic. Well, thank you so much. Cannot wait for this. We'll have to have you play at orientation, I think, too, <laughs> for the first year students to hear. Sounds good to me. I'm always up for it. Thank you so much. Thank you. I really wish I lived in Mountain View. Um, for me personally, like I said, I'm into musical theater, so music has been so important in my day-to-day -day life at Binghamton, and students on campus are so lucky to have a CP who's so passionate about what she does, and especially about music. All right, so let's move on to discussing today's episode theme, which will be the first-year perspective. We will be sharing interviews we had with first-year students who have just completed their first year at Binghamton University. They will reflect on what was challenging for them, what they really enjoyed this year, and any advice they may have for new students starting this fall. Let's start with Eli, who is actually an orientation advisor as well on our team this summer. Eli is in the Binghamton Scholars Program and is very involved on campus. So let's take a listen to his interview now. 
everybody. So today we are here with our friend and fellow orientation advisor for the 2022 summer named Eli. So Eli, if you could please just give us a little rundown of who you are. All right. Uh, thanks for having me on the podcast. My name is Eli Engler. I'm a freshman, although next year I'll be a sophomore, and I am majoring in chemistry with a minor in education and scholars. Uh, my pronouns are he, him, and my hobbies include cooking, baking, and uh, just hanging out with my friends. Love that. So Eli, would you like to tell us a little bit about your transition to college life? Was there anything you struggled with or anything that you really excelled in? All right. Yeah, that's a really good question. And I think, you know, for anyone going into college, there's going to be things that you're good at, things that you need to work on. So I guess starting with the things that I struggled with, I think one of the hardest things about adjusting from high school to college, especially during a pandemic, is trying to find that balance, right? Balancing your school, your work, your personal, your friends, all that stuff can be very difficult, especially when high school is very structured, right? You have, you are in class from 8 a.m. to, you know, 3 p.m., Right, whereas college is going to be completely different and that maybe you only have class in the afternoon one day or only in the morning and you got to figure out what do you do with the rest of that time and so i think it can be hard to make time for yourself too hanging out with people doing things but you got to make sure that you you find time for yourself and that was something that took me a while to learn i also think it can be hard to be on your own right when you spend 18 years or however many years living with your parents and your family and sort of moving out and even if you have a roommate it's still a completely different living experience. And so I think there's a lot of pros and cons to it. And so like the freedom can be really great, but it also can be overwhelming that you don't have someone like to tell you when to have dinner or to make sure that, you know, you're getting all, all your work done, all the, having enough meals in a day. So it's, there's a lot more responsibility that you have and you have to own up to that. And I think socially, I think the people here at Binghamton are really awesome. And I, like everyone I've met here has been incredible, amazing person with like so much passion and love for life. That makes it really cool. And especially on my floor, shout out Broom Hall, second floor. Pretty awesome. A uh, lot of cool people, a lot of friends I've made. So that was, that's been a really big plus here. Yeah, thank you. Wow, I wish once again I could go back and relive my first year experience because you sound fantastic. It's awesome. So you mentioned Broom Hall, again, shout out Broom, multiple times, which is wonderful. So talking about housing a bit, did you find a roommate before you got to Binghamton on campus or were you placed with someone? Okay, so I think... The answer lies somewhere in the middle in that uh, when, you, when you're a first year at least, there's this like almost like dating app thing to help you find a roommate. And so I went on that. I looked at some of the profiles, but I, I didn't really know what I was doing. So I just said, okay, I'm going to pick a random room in Broom Hall because that's where the scholars live. And I'll just see what I end up with. But then the night before, I get like an email. And it says, you have a message on the housing portal. I was like, well, that's weird. Who's messaging me? And uh, my current roommate, Michael, he had messaged me. I was like, hey you want to be roommates and so we talked on the phone a little bit that night and we decided to be roommates and uh that's kind of how it went <laughs> the rest is history as i like to say it was kind of just a fortuitous chance that's great i did have a very similar experience and it turned out to be great um so you did tell us that you live in broom and that is in newen college would you like to tell us a little bit about the traditions in that specific housing community or just any fun things that happen there Okay, that's a, that's a great question. And I honestly, I love living in Newing because of all of the fun stuff that we have. So probably the most famous Newing event is Newing Navy, which is sort of just like a field day that happens in May. And Broom uh, Hall actually won this year. So, you know, that's pretty hype. And uh, I actually, I can take a little bit of credit for that because I competed in the cake decorating contest. We got first place. They had a bouncy house. That was pretty cool. You know, it was a, it was a good time. And then 
Also, Broom Hall this year hosted their first ever annual, they're hoping to make it a yearly thing, Quidditch Cup. So I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Harry Potter universe, but they have the Quidditch. And usually it's like these wizards and witches flying around on brooms trying to throw a ball through a hoop. But we kind of did it on the ground. So it was like an approximation, but still very fun. And uh, I've got to plug myself here again. I was captain of the winning team, so it's been a big year for me. <laughs> yeah, and then in terms of other fun things in uh, Broom and Newing, there's just tons of events going on all the time. Because you have the RAs hosting events, you also have the Scholars Mentors hosting events, and so you gotta check your email and your group me, because there's like every week there's like at least one really fun thing happening. I can tell you my favorite event, they had a poker and pizza night. That was a lot of fun. Uh, it was kind of, as the name implies, we had pizza while we played poker. So that was cool. Yeah, thank you. That's absolutely fabulous. I wish I still lived on campus and I'm going to, maybe I'll just hide in broom over the summer. <laughs> so obviously you're incredibly involved and I think that just kind of goes beyond scholars, which, you know, of course, kind of makes you involved automatically. But how did you find your involvement on campus? You know, specifically, like what resources or tools did you use to get involved? Okay, another great question. Uh, I think perhaps the most obvious sort of way to find clubs on campus is UFest. So at the beginning of every year, there's this giant club fair. It's outside on the quad, on the spine. You know, it's there's like hundreds of clubs, I think. Pretty much every club that is here at Binghamton University is, is presenting to students. And they want you to get you to sign up. They have free things. I got so much free stuff that day. I still have it on my desk. I have like a mug, ton of food, you know. So that was pretty cool. What I signed up for was our newspaper, The Pipe Dream. So I've been writing for that all year. I actually wrote 38 articles this year, which is a lot, I think. And uh, next year I'm going to be an assistant editor for the arts and culture section. So that's been a really great opportunity. It all happened just because I sort of, you know, went to UFest and uh, signed up for a club. You know, you never know what's going to happen, how involved you're going to get. Thank you. Um, your involvement achievements are very, very impressive for a first-year student. So um, I know you mentioned a little bit about, like, the difference between high school and college. But did you find any differences in the academic rigor? Yeah, I think in terms of rigor for me at least it was pretty similar in terms of the, uh, the quality of work I had to do. But I think the big difference is that your day is just not scheduled the same way. Whereas in high school you have a very like set schedule. Okay, you're meeting it from this class from 8 a.m. to 8.45 and then like boom, 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 classes go out in a row and then you go home, do your homework. Whereas in college you kind of, you might have a class from like 8 to 11, right? A three-hour class, that's crazy. And then you got a you know, five-hour break before your next class. So what do you do in that break? Do you take a nap? Do you do homework? So you got to kind of figure out sort of your own schedule. It's much more, more responsibility on you to get stuff done and to, to actually go to class too because some professors, they won't take attendance. So you might think, oh, I don't have to go. But then you might realize, okay, I really do need to go because there's important information in every class. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, you mentioned napping. I know I was napping between every class. I have long classes, so sleep was a priority. Um, and I know you kind of touched on this a bit before, but if you could please elaborate, is there anything that you're looking forward to in your next years at Binghamton? Yeah, that's, that's a hard question to answer because uh, so much that I'm looking forward to. I mean, just generally, you know, taking classes, continuing with the clubs that I'm doing. Uh, like Pipe Dream, I said I'm going to be an assistant editor next year, which I'm really excited for. should give me the chance to, you know, work with the writers more and get more involved in the club TA next year for the introductory class. So I think I want to be a teacher when I uh, get older. So I think being a TA is going to help me on that path. So I said that I'm an education minor. So next semester I'll be starting my first education class, which I'm really excited for. I think it's going to be one of the coolest I'll, I'll get to take here.
Thank you. So um, just to wrap it up, what advice do you have for new students coming to Binghamton this fall? Okay, I mean, I think there's kind of the obvious advice of like, try new things. But to take that one step further, I'd say do things that you're afraid of. I mean, at least for me, I came in afraid of a lot of things. Really pushing myself outside of my comfort zone has you know, allowed me to grow as a person and have a really awesome year. And so one example, just to, to prove that, is I started, I was a substitute teacher at Binghamton High School, and that was like super scary. First day, I was, had so many butterflies in my stomach. But like each day, I slowly got more confident, more comfortable, and I think it's helped me become like a less anxious person overall. And I also think this is a little bit less philosophical as a piece of advice, but just as important. You got to bring clothes for every kind of weather you can imagine here at Binghamton. Some days it's going to start sunny, it's gonna, then it's going to rain, it's going to snow, and then it's going to you know, hail by the end of the day. <laughs> Anything can happen. You got to be ready for all of it. So make sure you bring rain boots, because I did not. I still don't, and I really need them. So. And an umbrella. Umbrellas are critical. Definitely. That's fabulous. Um, I'm incredibly jealous of you, I'll be honest. Everything you're saying sounds so wonderful. And we are so incredibly excited to have you on the orientation team. And I'm sure all our families and students listening cannot wait to meet you as well. So those are all the questions we have today. Thank you so much for coming on with us, Eli. We really enjoyed talking to you and we're going to harbor our jealousy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so thank you so much. And yeah. Thank you for having me. Thank you. He was such a gem. I really love how no two Binghamton students are alike. I feel like everyone really has such different experiences and is involved in so many different sectors on campus. So let's move on to our second student we interviewed named Sarah. He's very involved with Mountain View Jams and actually has an internship already relating to that program. Let's listen to her interview. We're here today with Sarah, who just completed her first year here at Binghamton University. Sarah, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Hi, everybody. My name is Sarah Zerember, and I am currently a freshman, although I'm an incoming sophomore now, majoring in business administration within the School of Management, with right now an intended concentration in leadership and consulting, and an intended minor in Spanish next year. So fabulous. Already so involved. We love it. Um, so if you could please, just to start us off, talk about your transition to college life. Specifically, was there anything that you struggled with and anything that you excelled at in your first year here? Absolutely. So coming to Binghamton was a little bit of a different experience for me than it is for a lot of kids here because I'm based in New Jersey. So I'm coming to a New York State school as somebody who's out of state. And not only was I out of state, I was actually the only kid from my high school. Now I come from a very small town in a very small public high school where my graduating class was 180 kids and it was the biggest to ever pass through my high school. So coming to a place that was exponentially bigger than anything that I was used to in an academic context was something that I definitely had to get used to, especially because this was also my first experience, period, away from my hometown, away from my family, and transplanted pretty much out of the blue into a completely new environment. Um, I'd say that one of the things that I used as a primary transferable skill was I, that I'd already throughout high school had a good balance established in juggling a lot of extracurriculars on top of my normal schoolwork. With my heavy involvement in my high school's arts department, I was able to maintain those leadership roles and have good communications 
skills with my team where I was also still getting all of my schoolwork done. So that was not necessarily a challenge for me. Um, however, in terms of some of the more basic elements of just living on a college campus, it was definitely a big adjustment. I'd never shared a room before. I'd never shared a space. So the concept of initial privacy that I had been used to kind of went out the window because with communal living, there's always somebody around and it's hard to dictate what's your space and what's other people's space. Um, I'd also never lived with people who were relative strangers. So I was coming into this experience pretty blind and it was an initial struggle. Thank you, Sarah. So speaking of living with other people, did you find a roommate before you got to campus or were you just randomly placed with someone? I kind of have two answers to that question. So in turn, I live in Mountain View College here on campus. So I'm in a six person suite. I had already met my direct roommate, Abby, before coming to campus. We matched through an app called Zimi, which was essentially like a Facebook Tinder crossover, but for college students, you'd upload five photos of yourself, a bunch of your interests, a short blurb, and you'd be able to match with other people who had also uploaded their acceptance letters to the same schools. And it was a great way to talk to people that had the same interests. So even though I'd been talking to Abby since January and we were pretty clear from the beginning that we were going to be roommates, I did not have the rest of my suite figured out at all. So when we got into the housing portal, we'd established our room and then three days later I got a text in a group chat with four other girls. I'd never seen their faces before saying, hi, I'm so excited that we're all roommates. It was definitely a huge, huge shock. Um, but I'd say that I got pretty lucky with my random suite mates and um, it's definitely all about the experiences and how you're able to make the most of a situation even if it's not what you intended. Nice. I have genuinely never heard of Zimi until now <laughs> and I feel very old and I feel dated. But anyway, so obviously you mentioned that you live in Mountain View College, which is one of our five living communities on campus. So could you please talk about some of the traditions or, you know, the fun things that happen in Mountain View? I mean, in my opinion, Madame V's the best. There's so many ways to get involved. It's absolutely beautiful, especially now that the weather is starting to transition. Um, you can see people all over the Mountain View quad. In terms of some of the more established events that our community has going for it, we recently had our Mountain View College in the Woods integrated semi-formal dance where we all dressed up and partied in Appalachian Dining Hall. And in addition to that, we had what's called Salamander Days, which is a, a week-long color war-ish festival where each building is assigned a colorer. You compete in teamwork events in order to earn points for your hall. And not to brag, but we won. I'm in Marcy, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, and then finally, I found a sense of really heavy involvement within my living community through the Mountain View Jams. So our collegiate professor is Dr. Dana Stewart, and since she joined on the Mountain View College Council, she's kind of made it her mission to integrate music into the focal point of the living community. So so we throw around monthly jam sessions, which are open mics available to the entire undergraduate, graduate, faculty, community here at Binghamton, where up in Appalachian Dining Hall or right outside on the beautiful outdoor amphitheater that we have, we have an open mic night with a full band set up where people are just able to express their musical talents in a very supportive environment. All right. Thank you. So um, you just mentioned your involvement in Mountain View and you found that through your living community. But I want to know how you found your other involvements on campus. What resources or tools did you use to find them? There's so many different ways to get involved on campus. And I think that even as someone who did a lot of extracurriculars in high school, I was initially blown away by the number of things that I 
knew were available to me. And for the first time, I really had to limit what I wanted to get involved in so I could put my best effort into all of the things that I did. So one of the first things that I used was just attending UFest in the beginning of the semester. It is this gigantic outdoor, I wouldn't even say festival, but tabling event where almost every club that you could possibly find on campus has a table with themselves, possibly merch or goodies. And they're just there to answer any questions that you have about their club. You can join their list serve so you can get regular email updates about what goes on and through there I was able to get exposed to the wide breadth that we have available extracurricularly on campus. Um, one of my favorite involvements is my involvement at WHRW which is the student-run radio station. I missed that initially at UFest so I would not have found out about that at all had I not talked to my RA um, through one of my RA chats in the first couple weeks of school so I would recommend using the upperclassmen around you as a resource because in general and almost always across the board they know more than you do if you are an incoming freshman. Um, additionally I used Be Engaged in order to figure out what clubs were throwing what events across campus and register for them accordingly if something sounded interesting to me. Um, my connections through my professors so for example my involvement through my festivals fans and jam fans class with Dr. Dana Stewart landed me my current internship at Mountain View Jam so opportunities get created that way. And then finally, within the School of Management, so this is, I guess, more SOM specific, but through Management 111 class, uh, Management Consulting Group, which I just joined the e-board of, uh, is very heavily involved in the curriculum. So if there's different organizations that are more major specific that come into your classes, make sure that you take the time in order to talk to their e-board members, understand what they do, and then potentially finding something that more professionally aligns with what you want to do. Yeah, fabulous. So, so thorough. I'm obsessed. I'm very happy. Um, so obviously you've talked a lot about social life and everything you're involved with, but just going back to schoolwork for a second, did you find that there were like major differences in the academic rigor between high school and college? And if so, what did you do to help yourself adjust? If anything, I found that I was really surprised just because the academic rigor between high school and college was the opposite of what I expected. It's very common, especially in your junior or senior year of high school, as you start to take upper level classes. If you tend to slack off and have what some would call senioritis, your teachers would give you a reality check and say, oh, this kind of stuff would never fly in college. But with college, the academic rigor is really exactly what you make of it. Because I found the academics much more manageable in college than high school because I took almost an entirely AP course load. You're learning the same information, but even though it's in a shorter time frame, because you're taking classes on a semesterly basis versus a yearly basis, you have much more time to do your schoolwork, but you also have much more downtime in order to supplement. Um, at least for me, my high school schedule was I was in classes from 7.40 a.m. to 2.31 p.m., and by the time I was done with my extracurriculars, it was probably 5, 6 o'clock, and I was coming home after almost a 12-hour shift of just using my brain nonstop. Whereas college, my earliest classes start at 9.40 in the morning. So I wake up and I'm actually up. I have a lot more time to get ready in the morning, to actually eat a good breakfast, to socialize with my friends. I can stay out later um, and do whatever I want without fear of sleeping through classes because you get to really plan your own schedule to your needs. Um, but I'd say that one of the key factors that's going to differentiate 
navigate um, a successful high school to college transition versus an unsuccessful one through personal experiences with my friends is just making sure that whatever organization system you're using to stay on track with all of your assignments is one that really works for you. That's super crucial. So at least for me, even though I'm very much a type B person, I have a very scattered room and I don't look like the most organized person from the outside. I have an itemized to-do list that I make every single day. I write it down, handwritten, and I make sure that by the end of the day, every task that I had to complete is crossed off. Um, Google Calendar is a resource that I know a lot of students at this school use pretty heavily, so I would recommend that. And my other favorite one is Notion, which is a free software where, especially for me, because I have Apple products and I'm an Apple ecosystem user, you're able to sync all of your notifications across your phone, tablet, computer, any system, uh, iOS or Android, and it'll send you reminders at 9 a.m. on the day that an assignment is due the day before, and you can customize everything to exactly what you want. Thank you. Um, I love that you mentioned Google Calendar. Kylie and I love, love, love Google Calendar. <laughs> Very intensely. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I've not, actually never heard of Notion, so thank you for That's introducing cool. that to me. Um, so is there anything that you're looking forward to in your next year's year at Binghamton? I'm so excited for my next years at Binghamton. I feel like I've been given a tremendous springboard through what I've gotten myself involved in as a freshman. I'm really looking forward to experiencing independent living. I'm going to be living off campus next year at U Club, so even which as a very popular student alternative to the on-campus housing, because even though you're going to be living in on-campus housing as a freshman, um, while a lot of people ch- do tend to stay on campus, there's also plenty that move off, so it's a very common option. Um, I'm looking forward to gaining even more independence than I already have and really growing into myself to the fullest extent that I possibly can, as well as just some of the fun pleasures that come with adulting in a sense. I'm looking forward to interior design and stuff like that. It's making me very excited. I feel like a real grown-up. Additionally, I'm looking forward to continuing my involvement in Mountain View Jams and seeing that program expand. For me, music is one of my greatest passions, so being able to integrate that with not only some of my marketing knowledge that I've learned through my SOM curriculum, but also through the personal and professional connections that I've been able to make through it. Uh, it is the most remarkable experience being able to go into interviews so confidently because I'm a freshman with an internship. But not only am I a freshman with an internship and in, say, uh, managing numbers, crunching numbers all day and not necessarily enjoying what I'm doing, it's something I'm truly passionate in. And I think that if I'm able to come here knowing nobody and through the connections that I made in my first semester alone, I guess build my own position on a campus this big, that means that everyone else can absolutely do the same thing. So I credit the Fleischmann Center with giving me that opportunity. Um, Additionally, I'm just looking forward to getting even more involved. I mentioned that I just recently joined the e-board of the management consulting group. So just making sure that I can continue my involvement in the organizations I've grown passionate about and give that exact same amazing freshman experience that I received to next year's class. So if anybody listening is in that position, hopefully I can touch you somehow. (laughs) I love how involved you are. This is crazy (laughs) listening to this. All the first year students have been so awesome. And finally, I know you kind of touched on this, but what advice do you have for new students coming to Binghamton this fall listening? I feel like, especially at our age, 
every single person that's even slightly older than you are, the first thing that they're going to talk to you about is their completely unsolicited advice on whatever you're going through. <laughs> so here's my version of that. Um, number one, don't try to plan out your entire college experience before you get there, because it doesn't matter how many YouTube videos you watch, even though they are helpful to a certain extent. It doesn't matter how many American college movies you watch. It doesn't matter anything like that. You cannot plan your entire college experience to a T. There are going to be things that happen not necessarily the way you want them to, and that's totally okay because there's no cookie-cutter college experience. So it's all about taking what you're given, taking what you can control and making sure you are controlling that, but also making sure to find the uh, enjoyment and the most enjoyment possible in anything that you can't necessarily control. Um, I'd say I keep a mini gratitude journal, but try to enjoy at least one part of every day because at the end of the day, time really does fly when you're in college and I cannot believe that in a few days I'm going to be able to call myself a sophomore and I can't use being a freshman as an excuse to not know <laughs> things anymore. I'm very scared. Um, but it's been wonderful just being able to keep track of my highlights of the day and look back and realize just how many amazing things not only I was able to accomplish but I was able to experience as a result of being on this campus. Um, it's a lot more fun to be involved than to have limited options of things to do in your free time. So I would say try to get as involved as you possibly can in a way that fits your lifestyle because you can always drop things but as you go forward through the semester you don't want to look back and regret not getting involved when you have too much downtime on your hands and you're running out of things to do. Um, and then I guess lastly just make sure that you're taking this time um, because it is a very transitionary period. The period from high school to college you're going from arguably a child to an adult as we're turning 18. Uh, just make sure that you're improving yourself and you're allowing yourself some flexibility in order to make the necessary mistakes and improve and grow from them. So wise, Sarah. That's fantastic. <laughs> um, well, that's all we have for today. Thank you so, so, so much for joining us. And I'm sure all of our students listening cannot wait to see you at the Mountain View Jams next year. Can't wait to see all y'all too. Thank you, Kylie. Thank you, Mel. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. I really love how involved a lot of our first year students are, and I hope that gets you really, really excited for your first year at Binghamton. So we have one more student who we interviewed named Michelle, and just like Eli, she's also an orientation advisor for the summer. Let's take a listen now. So we're joined here today by Michelle, who just completed her first year in Binghamton University, and she is also going to be an orientation advisor this summer. Michelle, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, everybody. My name is Michelle Boateng. I'm a freshman at Binghamton University. Currently, I'm undecided, but my intended major is business. Perfect. Thanks, Michelle. So our first question to you, obviously, you just uh, finished your first year here. So could you please talk about your transition to college life? You know, was there anything you struggled with and anything that you excelled at? So I got enrolled through the EOP program. So I took summer classes my freshman, or I should say prior to coming to Binghamton. It was a little helpful, but it was completely online. Like the transition from like online to like fully in-person was a little difficult. But I thought online school was a little bit easy but stressful. So like getting used to like teachers going back in person was a huge difference. 
but with the help like with the help of the EOP advisors and my teachers, I got the hang of it. Okay, gotcha, perfect. And um, so, what living community did you live in? We're curious. And can you talk about some of the traditions or you know fun things that happen where you live? Yes, I live in College in the Woods. I I specifically live in Oneida. Oneida is a dorm. It's a freshman dorm friendly, which means. Oh, like almost everybody in the dorm is freshmen. Some activities that we had was ice cream nights, board games, movie nights, and more. It was fun experience living here because like you get, you get to, I guess, have an experience living with everybody that is in your class or like around the same year as you. And I would definitely recommend living in a dorm that's freshman friendly. Okay, thank you. So um, how did you find your involvement on campus? Like what resources or tools did you use to find them? So during the summer program with EOP, they, they had a little event where all the clubs came together to like kind of introduce themselves. And they told us like follow their Instagrams. So I got involved through that. I followed, I followed a few of the organization Instagram and I found out like their GB, which is general meetings. And I, I, and I sometimes attended when I was available. And one organization that I joined was ASO, which is the African Students Organization. And I connected with them because I was African. I was like, maybe I need to like meet people that look like me and are the same. I also from the same country as me. And it was a good experience because I got to meet, I think I got to meet new people that was, like I said, African. And we just had a great time. Absolutely. That's amazing how involved you are. It's incredible. So um, obviously you talked a lot about social life and the activities you know, you're involved in, but did you find any differences in the academic rigor between high school and college? And if so, what did you do to help yourself adjust? Yes, there was a huge difference between the workload from high school and college. In high school, like you get daily homeworks, a uh, little assignment that you have to complete every single day. But in college, there is no daily homeworks. Like there is readings that you have to read, but your teacher will not check. So it's up to you to get it done. If you don't get it done, the quizzes and exams, you will see the readings that you miss that will show up in the uh, exams and quizzes. So I advise you to at least look over the textbook every day or at least every other day so you get familiar familiarized with the context so you don't really fill the class. Okay, thank you. So um, is there anything that you're looking forward to in your next years at Binghamton? Because I know you just completed your first year. So what are you looking forward to in your second year and on? Looking forward to making more friends because I feel like the friends that I have it's a little tiny friend group that we all kind of like just know each other. So I'm hoping to expand that friendship. I'm also, I'm also hoping to uh, join more clubs and just get to meet new people through that way. And also I would like to like have a join club that's related to my major, which is business. I know there was a finance club on campus. So I'm hoping to get more involved with that and also get to know my teachers more. Because I feel like this year I just went to class and came home. I wanted to like get to know them on a deeper level. Definitely. And because of how you know well-adjusted you are, we've loved hearing you talk about what you've done your first year. But uh, do you have any advice for our new students coming to Binghamton this fall who are listening? Yes, one advice I would give the new students to meet with the academic advisor on a regular basis and to go to tutoring. One mistake I did during my freshman year was I did not attend enough tutoring and my grades showed that, so I would just advise to go to tutoring and make sure that you're on top of the uh, schoolwork, but the schoolwork could get a lot and stressful. Thank you so much, Michelle. No problem. Thank you for having me.
That was great. I really enjoyed hearing from students who have just completed their first year. I think they all offer a unique perspective because their orientation experience last summer was mainly virtual with an option to visit campus for a day. So I loved hearing how well adjusted and involved they are despite all of the hardships of COVID. And I can't wait to see what they accomplished during their time at Binghamton. So Kylie and Mo, you both were first year students once, believe it or not. What? <laughs> <laughs> what was that experience like? Did you start before or during the pandemic? Um, so for me, my first semester at Binghamton was actually like after the pandemic or should I say during the pandemic. So it wasn't really a normal one. And um, that really impacted the way my first year went as a college student. I got sort of like a muted version of the college experience, but it was still a great one. I got to attend so many virtual events in my first semester. I even got to intern for the African Student Organization on our campus. And um, from that, I became an eWord member, even though everything was online. But um, something that I found difficult was the fact that I didn't get to meet a lot of people in that first year. And just making friends was kind of difficult. But um, I still got to do that, even though it was difficult through the virtual events that I spoke about before. And um, in terms of my involvement on campus, I am now the vice president of the African Student Organization, like I stated before. So I didn't really let the virtual aspect of it like change the way that college would have gone for me. So I'm glad I got I took advantage of the virtual events and the things our campus has to offer. Definitely. So I had a bit of a different experience. As I said, I'm going to be a senior and I feel very dated hearing those uh, first year students discuss their experiences. But I actually, my first semester and second semester at Binghamton were completely in person. We got sent home in March 2020, my second semester here. So um, I'd say regardless of whether or not I was at Binghamton pre or you know post pandemic, I did really find a community again throughout this pandemic. I joined organizations and groups that I never knew existed pre-Binghamton. Like, for example, interning at our speaking center. I did that during COVID, you know, currently this semester as well, and just absolutely enjoyed it, loved it so dearly, and had never even had anything in high school, for example, like that. So I think as a first-year student and just getting involved, it was easier pre-pandemic, but I think we have a lot of resources now throughout the pandemic that can help you get involved too. Definitely. Well, thank you both for sharing your stories. Hopefully that helps put some minds at ease who are listening. It can take some time, but you will find your place at Binghamton and really grow as a person. So we have one more interview for this episode. I sat down with Albert, who was actually on the last season of the podcast in episode six during the Emerging Leaders program segment. Um, So Albert was a student in the Univ 101 course, which is a great opportunity for new students to take a fun class that counts towards their general education requirement while continuing their transition experience and interacting with resources on campus. Let's take a listen. Okay, so I am here with Albert, and he's here to talk about Univ 101 courses. Albert, can you introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, my name is Albert Zhang. I am a junior psychology major with an education minor. I am a resident assistant on campus in the College in the Woods community in Oneida Hall. And some of the other things I do on campus, I'm the president of For the Method Acapella, and I am a programs associate at Harper Edge. Awesome. Thank you for joining me today. So can you tell us what Univ 101 is? Yeah, so Univ 101 classes are two credit seminar classes that are only available to first year students. Um, And each class is taught by two instructors. 
one of them being a faculty member and the other being a professional staff member. And the faculty member teaches about a interesting academic topic. So in the past, some topics include living on Mars, having fun with game theory, women in Islam, and Walt Disney in modern America. And the professional staff member focuses on new student transition topics, so like campus resources and resume building. Awesome. So all students, regardless of their major, have to complete general education requirements, or gen eds as we call them, as part of their degree work. So this includes courses like math, physical activity, and language. Do you know if Univ 101 courses satisfy any general education requirements? Yeah, so Univ 101 classes satisfy the W writing gen ed requirement, and these Univ 101 classes are some of the easiest ways to fulfill that requirement. Um, because they're really interesting topics without the stress of heavy workloads. So they're really great to fulfill the W Genev. Awesome. So how could a student fit a Univ 101 class into their schedule? Is the coursework intense? So the other good thing about Univ 101 classes is that they're only two credits, um, which means the coursework is a lot less intense than your usual four-credit classes. And first-year students are also limited to 18 credits per semester in their first year. And with most classes being four-credit classes, four of those being 16 credits, you're left with two credits per semester. And so Univ 101 classes are a really good way to fill that gap because the coursework isn't so intense, but it can also give you a head start on meeting the credit requirement for graduation down the road. Not something you have to think about as a first-year student, but it's a really good way to future-proof. Awesome. So overall, what has been your personal experience with taking a Univ 101 course? Do you think it helped you transition to college life better? Would you recommend it to new students? So the main takeaways from Univ 101 classes, obviously there's the academic portion, but personally for me, the more important part of Univ 101 classes is that first-year students um, are exposed to all these resources immediately. And so my first year on campus, I took a Univ 101 course called Managing Spreadsheets, where I learned to use Microsoft Excel. And while I was learning to use Excel, I was also starting to work on my resume, which I didn't have in high school. Um, and I was adding my experiences, learning to write good bullet points. Um, and I was also learning about campus resources like the Multicultural Resource Center, Q Center, Harper Edge, the Fleischmann Center, and a bunch more. And as a junior and a resident assistant, I've personally used these resources several times myself, but I've also shared them with my residents to use. Um, and it's kind of funny because when I was taking that Univ 101 course, I was a student in the School of Management learning about Harper Edge, and now I work at Harper Edge in Harper College. So it's really come full circle. Um, and I definitely think taking a Univ 101 course has helped me transition into college better. Um, college is all about getting ready for a career, and obviously you want to get started, um, you know, getting career ready as early as, poss as possible, um, regardless of whether or not you know what you want to do in the future. I totally get it. Um, but starting your resume early is so important, so you have something to build off of, you know, laying down the foundations as you get more involved throughout your time in school. And so having those resources are really important, um, and also learning about campus resources. So like if I need my essay looked over, um, I know I can go to the writing center um, because I learned about it in my Unit 101 class. Or say I get a job on campus, I know exactly where and how to add it to my resume. So 100%, I would definitely recommend a first-year student take a Unit 101 course, super light coursework, really interesting topic, and you learn a bunch about campus and kind of how to be successful. 
Great. Well, thank you so much for sharing your experience, Albert, and for talking with me today. You can find out more information about Univ 101, spelled U-N-I-V 101, on the Binghamton University website. First-year students, you can register for one of these courses by talking with your academic advisor during your course registration appointment this summer. That was great. Shout out to Albert again for not only being on the podcast once, but twice. I hope those listening consider taking a Univ 101 class. It's very beneficial. And before we sign off, we just want to give a special shout out to Sarah Zaremba for writing our outro song. We will be playing that each episode. She wrote it specifically for the podcast. It's called Becoming a Bearcat. Well, that was our episode for today. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll catch up with you next time when we discuss campus community wellness. Bye! Just listen up and we'll direct you where to go